Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of the Worth More podcast. I am your host, Cami Bleece, and so excited to be here with you today, despite the fact that as this episode airs, I will be soaking up some much-needed sun, relaxation, and friendship with some amazing college friends of mine in Mexico. I am so thankful that we got the opportunity to go on this trip together. But of course, I could not miss a podcast post, so I have been responsible recording this ahead of time. But I was excited to talk about this because honestly, I don't know anybody who is like, nah, I'm not stressed at all. Stress doesn't affect me. I'm easy breezy. No, I feel like everyone I know these days is stressed out about something or another. And the reality is that Though stress has become a very normal and expected part of our lives, it isn't how our body was made to operate and to function. So today, I want to dig into what stress is doing to your body, how you can kind of cope with it, and some really great ways of helping yourself relax and figuring out how to de-stress because it is truly going to be beneficial for both your mental and your physical health in the long term. But of course, before we dig into the episode, how am I feeling more worthy this week? Well, I'm just going to be a little basic and say I feel really worthy because We prioritize the time, the money, and the energy to go on this trip with our friends. It can be really hard sometimes to move pieces around and save up and be intentional even when it can be challenging because we, this friend group, we live all over the country. But choosing to be present, choosing to make this time with each other and to celebrate our friendships and to be together has just reminded me how lucky I am and how worthy I am to create that space when it's possible. It does not always have to be big trips out of the country. It can be simple weekend getaways or even a phone call. Just showing that your friendship is worth it, that you're worth it, that that time is worth it. And I'm just feeling really worthy of taking up that space and taking that time for myself, my business, my marriage, and my friendships. So that's how I'm feeling more worthy this week. Let me know how you are. And like I say, if you are loving these episodes, please go and rate and review this podcast wherever you listen. It helps me so much and it just makes me so excited to see the sweet things that y'all are saying. And if you have any recommendations, this stress episode was a recommendation from someone and I am excited to talk about it. So if there's something that you want to talk about or hear about, please message me and let me know. Okay, let's go ahead and dig in so we can all feel a little less stressed. So like I kind of said, I don't think that anybody these days feels like their life isn't stressful. But the crazy thing is we are currently living in an age where our access to healthcare and food and community and resources is at an abundant high. And yet, we feel more stressed than ever. And the reality of that is sure, you might feel like I can power through get in a good sweat, drink a cup of coffee, and I'm going to keep going. But the truth is, that consistent stress 
every single day on your body and in your life has an effect. And it is not always a positive one. So stress was sort of built to be kind of our survival mechanism. And it's how we physically or psychologically respond to threats. So in the presence of danger, whether it's real or imagined, our nervous system is going to kick our bodies into this defense mode and it activates our stress response, commonly referred to as the flight or fight reflex. This is common for people who, like myself, struggle with anxiety or obviously stress, things like that. Your body is sensing a threat even if there's not really one there, right? Like, oh, a big meeting, or oh, I just have a long to-do list, or oh, I'm a little nervous about flying. Your body instantly kind of wants to go into protection mode. And that's great, except when we don't really need protecting that way, and when we don't have an end to the perceived threat. And this is where chronic stress really takes a pull and where if you're just at a stressful job and every day is stressful, your body never gets to relax this fight or flight hormone. Your cortisol levels never get to drop and relax. And the thing is, as these cortisol levels and these adrenaline levels are rising, it's sending blood and all these things to our muscles and our heart and other organs and it's just keeping us at an alert And we're not meant to be at an all-time high alert all the time. So it's actually interesting because there's Jenny Evans is a stress and resiliency expert. And she basically explains how prolonged exposure to stress can rewire our brains. And it leaves us more prone to anxiety and depression. And she actually also says that it can have effects on our memory, our learning ability, our impulse behavior. And it's important to state that the longer our bodies remain stressed, the harder it is to get them back to neutral. And despite the fact that we have access to so much and we have the ability to, you know, do these things that are supposed to relax us, we still don't feel relaxed. We still feel very stressed. The pressure that we put on ourselves to perform, to be successful, to look a certain way is constant for many, many people. And that means that your body is operating always at a fight or flight kind of status. So what can we do? You know, maybe you're like, I don't know, like I'm stressed, but I don't know if it's actually affecting me. So I just want to share some effects of stress on your body. And then you can kind of say, oh, that's me. Legit though, like so many of these, I'm like, yeah, I feel a lot of these a lot of days. (laughs) But I'm excited to be doing this podcast because I am going to take some of my own advice and figure out ways that I can be less stressed. So some of the ways that it affects your body is through headaches, muscle tension or pain, chest pain, fatigue, fatigue, changes in your sex drive, upset stomach, and sleeping problems. It can affect your mood through anxiety, restlessness, lack of focus or motivation, feeling overwhelmed, being more irritable, being more sad or depressed. And then it can also affect your behavior. So under eating or overeating, angry outbursts, drug or alcohol misuse, tobacco use, social withdrawal, 
moving your body less than often because you just don't have the energy. Again, goes back to that mood and your body feeling tired. It's all so connected. And I do think that it's crazy to look at this list and be like, wow, I definitely feel these things or I have friends or clients or people who are like, yeah, all like a lot of these things apply. And yet, rather than looking at our life and asking ourselves, how can I eliminate things so that I don't feel so stressed? We look at it as just like, oh, this is just how it is. But it doesn't have to be that way. And just because it's the accepted norm does not mean that that's how you have to live to thrive and to be just because everyone else has decided that that's how it is. So I was reading on um, helpguide.org and a couple people, Melinda Smith and Robert Segal, put together the practice of four A's for stress management. So I'm going to share those and then some applicable, very real, tangible things that you can start doing to decrease your stress in your life and hopefully lower your cortisol levels so you can get your body to a more neutral state so you can enjoy more peace and more joy, um, which is what all of us are absolutely worthy of. So the four A's that they kind of break down is the first one is to avoid unnecessary stress by identifying our triggers and keeping them at a distance. So this can be kind of loaded, right? Because for a lot of us, it could be, oh, my job is really stressful or my family's really stressful or my friends are really stressful. And when it says you identify them and you keep them at a distance, it's like, well, shoot, how do I do that with things that don't feel like that's possible? The reality is that it is possible. You just have to decide if it's worth it. So maybe you have a super stressful job that deep down, maybe you make good money or maybe you just feel like you're doing it because you're expected to be doing it. But could you think about a different job? that wasn't as stressful, that you could still be happy doing? Or is there a way to create certain boundaries with your family or your friends so that you can kind of say like, I need this space for me to be able to come to you in the best way possible. I know it feels challenging and I'm sure that for some of you that will feel almost impossible. But You have to decide if the effects that you're dealing with every single day and the even more kind of detrimental effects to your body are worth it, right? Because it can actually be more dangerous to be stressed out all the time. It can affect your heart and it can affect how your body is just functioning. So identify and try and keep them at a distance. Alter our situations by trying to deal with problems as they come instead of internalizing them. So, so often we kind of can have something happen and we sort of fixate on it or we rudimate, 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 you know what word I mean, right? Let's just go with it. We mull it over for a very long time and we're internalizing this stress and the situation is done and gone. Or it hasn't even happened yet. And that's the crazy part too that I can speak at least in regards to anxiety is like what my anxiety is telling me is going to happen nine times out of ten never happens. The worst thing you're possibly picturing is not probably ever going to happen. But the internalization of those ideas 
is affecting your body. So you need to try and deal with them as they come because you are capable of dealing with it. But you don't need to internalize it and prepare for it because it may never happen. So try and only deal with problems as they come. Third, adapt to stressors by reframing how we think about them. You know I love me a good little like mental health focus and I absolutely believe we are capable of rewiring our brain and our thoughts and rethinking about ourselves. If I didn't, then I wouldn't say all the things I do about affirmations and positive thought patterns and writing these things down and reading these things and seeing these things because I do think you train your brain how to think about you, how to think about your life, how to think about the possibilities of your life. So if you can reframe reframe them, then hopefully they can become less stressful and you can work to create just as many more positive thought patterns as you have already kind of unintentionally created negative. The fourth and final A is to accept what is beyond our control. Oh my gosh, so much easier said than done, I know. But the truth is, there are going to be situations at work, situations with family and friends and all these things that you can genuinely do the best of your ability and it's still not going to go right. And you just have to be able to accept that there are going to be things out of your control and you stressing over them doesn't help the situation and it doesn't help you. So learning to let go of these things that you've done to the best of your ability will also free you from carrying around so much stress. So obviously those are some like four great points, avoid, alter, adapt, and accept. But I know that it's also kind of like, what are some things I can focus on trying to do this week? So one is trying to get the right amount of sleep. I'm going to be real with y'all. I've been needing a lot more sleep lately. I don't know what it is. TJ's been making fun of me. It's like 9 p.m. and I'm like, yeah, I could kind of like read my Harry Potter book because I'm loving going back through Harry Potter and go to bed. And he's like, I know you could, but could you just try and stay up with me until like 10? I'm like, ugh, I'll do my best. But then I'm still sleeping in until maybe like 7 Right now, my body, I have the luxury of being able to really listen to it at night and in the mornings, but I'm needing more sleep. You might feel like that's not an option for you, but it's how you've prioritized your mornings and your evenings that's playing into it. Because at the end of the day, how much Netflix are you watching or how much distraction are you like? consuming before bed that's getting you all riled up or are you having caffeine or are you exercising and all these things because exercise can be a great way to wake you up but it can also be like not so great to do in the evening because then you feel all energized so rethinking about the structure of your day to help you get sleep is so important Because insomnia causes high cortisol up to 24 hours so if you're really struggling with your sleep then that's also increasing the amount of cortisol throughout the day to keep you from feeling so tired and more alert, but that's not ideal and that's not great. So if you're struggling with some of the insomnia and those types of things, that's obviously probably like, yes, you can look at sort of like your evening habits, but that might be something where you need to go and discuss with like a doctor or a nutritionist or somebody to kind of say like, how can I get my body in check to be able to sleep longer um, because it really is so important. 
Of course, you know I'm going to say it. You need to move your sweet, sweet bod. You do. And the reality is, which of course, this is like, ugh. It's like, you should exercise, but not too much exercise. And then it's like, well, what the frick? Like, what am I supposed to do? But the truth is that kind of doing a um, workout that is not maximum effort. So I find yoga to be a really great middle ground, except I did go to a core power class this weekend and woof, that was maximum effort. But there are definitely yoga classes or going for a light jog or a walk or Tai Chi or swimming or things that take energy, but it's not going to be like this intense, high, high amount of energy because Obviously, cortisol levels increase when you're working out, and that's a good thing. But if you're struggling to keep your cortisol levels on a lower um, kind of level, then it's ideal to kind of do an exercise that's not going to increase them even more. So I recommend trying to do something that's not your maximum effort, more of like a mild or moderate exercise, whatever that looks like for you. Again, thought patterns are important. You need to recognize when you're thinking stressful thoughts and how to kind of learn to get yourself out of them. This goes back to reframing those things and not internalizing those things because we are in control of our thoughts and how we respond to them. Even as they slip in, you can hold it up to the light, challenge it, question it, and move forward. So working on your mindfulness, working on meditation, working on positive thoughts will help you recognize when those stressful ones are coming into play and allow you to say, "Mm -mm, I don't have time for this. So you need to figure out for you how you relax. I can't say like, oh, these are the four ways you should relax best. That's up to you. That is whatever you can do that makes you happy and brings you joy. And it could be something as simple as listening to relaxing music. It could be something as simple as like stepping outside, grabbing some fresh air for 15 minutes or whatever. But you need to figure out things that you enjoy doing that do help you disconnect because you can be maybe doing a class or, I don't know, reading or something, but your mind's just not really focused on it and it's still focused on the big project at work or it's still focused on the relationship stuff with your family. So you need to figure out what can really take my attention fully that makes me happy. And you've got to figure that out for you, but it is so worth it. And your life should be made up of moments where you are truly joyful and prioritizing your health. Because I just don't believe that when we're not taking care of ourselves, that we're able to show up well for everyone else. It's not your duty to show up perfectly for everyone. But if you do want to be a great self for your husband, your kids, your wife, your family, your friends, your job, all these things, then you need to take care of you. And that means prioritizing things in your life that bring you joy and help you relax. So just a couple more things. I do think that some sort of spiritual relationship is so important. I obviously get a lot of peace and comfort through my relationship with Christ and prayer and going to church and having a community there. I've really been prioritizing my quiet times for the month of June. That's been a personal goal of mine. And just to reflect on 
the blessings in my life and to also just be mindful of the prayers that I have for both myself and for other people. And it actually, prayer is associated with reduced anxiety and depression. When you believe in something bigger than yourself, when you believe that there is a purpose to painful things, even when they don't make sense. I'm not saying that it all of a sudden just makes it easy and it makes it feel justified, but realizing that this life is not just about you for you can be very freeing. And realizing that there's something greater who does care about you and love you is also so true and so important for you to internalize. Because at the end of the day, so often the stresses that we have that burden us and carry us, they're not ours to carry and they're not ours to control. But if you have no one to give it up to, if you don't believe that there's something else that you can release it to, then you're carrying legit like the weight of the world on your shoulders that you were never meant to carry. So having some sort of spiritual practice is very beneficial for you, both Like from a health perspective, from a mental perspective, from a life perspective. So open yourself up to the possibility that there just might be more to this world and to your life than what's in front of you. Obviously, along with the movement, fueling your body with good nutrients is important as well. I know that that seems like so basic and so duh, so I won't like harp on it, but I'm just going to say it. Like if you aren't fueling your body with real foods consistently, it's going to not be functioning optimally. That's just what I believe. Take it or leave it. The final thing that I'll give you to help with stress is a couple different supplements that have been linked to helping with stress. Um, You know, I think that sometimes TJ gets a little poo-poo on me, you know, he wants all the science, science, science. So there are research studies that have shown these things. But um, fish oil is an absolutely amazing supplement. It's an omega-3 fatty acid. And it's actually been kind of shown to reduce the cortisol levels in response to stress. And then there is a supplement called ashwagandha. It's a powder typically, um, but you can also, I'm sure they have it in pill format. But that has been shown to reduce levels of cortisol and help with stress. So I encourage you to take a couple of these things. Find an activity you love. Focus on your sleep. Just pick one or just pick two simple things that you can do. Because living a life full of stress constantly is not how you were meant to live and it's not how you have to live you just have to believe that you're worthy of the effort that it takes to readjust so that you can feel more at peace so that you can prioritize what helps you step out of those things but living a stress-free life is sort of impossible but figuring out the best ways to cope with stress and to reduce stress to the best of your abilities is possible So let me know what your favorite pointer was or the thing that you're going to do to help reduce your stress on my latest Instagram post. I am going to be soaking it up by the beach and that's how I'm going to reduce my stress. Um, But I'm also going to try out this ashwagandha thing. I've been thinking about it for a while and I love adding stuff to my coffee. I already add collagen and I do think it helps with my hair even though I feel like they say... There isn't any studies proven. I believe it. Thanks, TJ. But 
those are the couple things I'm going to do. So let me know what you're going to do. I hope that you have a reduced stress week and I will talk to you soon. Bye guys. Thank you.